And good afternoon. It's 4 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to CFRC 101.9 FM. Uh, we are located here in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, and here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. And we do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. And coming up on the show today, uh, in the first hour from a January 14th, a strictly open mic event uh, hosted by Queen's Poetry Slam. You'll hear readings by Wes, Bryce, Izzy, Alicia, Katrina, Gabe, Holly, Jillian, Octavian, Sarah, and let's see, Lativa and Tiz. And in the second hour, again from another event held in January, Queen's Poetry Slam's monthly event, that's always held the last uh, Wednesday of the month. I uh, happen to be January 30th at the Grad Club. And uh, that also turned into a strictly open mic that evening. You'll hear readings by Lexi, Michaela, Lynn, Bryce, Kobe, Leo, and Michelle. Uh, This first, though, the usual hourly announcement, occasionally some poetry, spoken word, or music played on this show, uh, may contain strong language, but it's all played in in its entirety with content unedited to honor the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. I will have a bit of time to share. Let's see what I've got here. I don't know if I have much at the end of the first hour. Let's see here. Maybe a minute or two. Uh, and uh, but it will have time, uh, uh, a considerable amount of time at the end of the second hour today uh, to share upcoming, uh, well, I should say expiring calls and upcoming events because I'll try to get a little bit of both of those. So I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and just get started. Up first here, uh, again from uh, the January 14th uh, Queen's Poetry Slam. It was, again, a strictly billed as a strictly open mic event, and that was held at the Tea Room. And up first from it, here is Wes. Tonight I want to fly south. Tonight I want to fly south. Tonight I want to fly south. Fly south. Flying south. Fly south. Suitcase recovery, mercury warm, front blowing, tin wafting, Florida fisting, flapping famously on flamingos and airport lounge, sleep mask surfing, no tarmac jacking, three hours and 50 bayonet songs, shedding low criminal life vest under seat, life vest under seat, ascending higher heartbeats, hosting hotel, Happy hour all transit, soaring peacock breeze, waxing for the big front lawn, the coast of blonde gender and sand kicking sirens, sand kicking sirens, siren kicking sand, ice hat picking passengers pressing sideways royal palm shading sunny sunglasses, sunny atomic, atomic glass. T-shirt, bottle juice, lubricating upright tray positions. Haircuts and hairy pregnant, puritans, breathing pure mirage. 
miles beyond rotating helicopter viewing, near jets and Icarus, south of any cheese, south of runaways, and south of alphabets, south of hot description, south of cold description, south of insanity, and south of south of south of self, south of narratives making better citizens and eyeballs carry on compass in the handbag and on a clear day and on a clear day and on a clear day invisible travel celebrity autographing infinity in-flight discourses sudden philosophy face punching poetry is a rose is a rose is a rose is a rose an aisle seat or a sonic boom by any other name one way Elvis Presley, one way Elvis Presley, and curved bench warming by the pool. This point blank, this pointing blank, and X marks the spot. And you just heard Wes Rickert. Uh, from uh, the January 14th open mic event uh, set up again by Queen's Poetry Slam as strictly an open mic uh, at the Tea Room. Up next in it, here is Bryce. So next up to the open mic, we have Bryce. Today, I learned my feet know how to read. With each step, my toes dance over the words whispered to them passed down by generations. The grass, as calm as the prose of a love story, green words imprinted on my heels. It's funny how the earth talks to me as a mother would. I know when trees are nipping at me, upset that I pulled their bark. I can feel the soil rise and sink beneath me, sighing with relief as my feet return home. The wind dances across my skin, happy to see me once more. A cushion of moss peeks hello to my pinky toes between the bricks of the path made to look pretty. A fountain bursts through the metal grates, calling to me, bubbling below, being heard through the noise of the city. I should call my mother more. I forget to from time to time. Well, by time to time, I mean always, and by forget, I mean I don't really think about it. <laughs> it's not that I don't love her, I, I do. I guess it's because I've become familiar with being neglectful of the things she's taken care of for me. She'll call me first most days, so I don't really need to. Well, by most days, I mean not as often anymore. And by I don't really need to, I mean I think she believes I want to be left alone. It's a fair assumption to make with how often our words turn into brawls. Locking antlers, only declaring a winner by who gets to mount the other's pride on their wall as if it were a trophy. Maybe that's just me. No matter how often I fight with my mother, I can't say she doesn't care. No one will ever sacrifice for me the way that she has, since the day I was conceived in her roots. She has fed me and will continue to do so to keep me from living off only instant noodles. She has never been fair, which I can never be more grateful for, because if she was, I would have so much I would owe her. For while she has not been fair, she has been kind. She has given me more than I could ever give back. But it's time that I try for she is tired and has only so much more that she can give before she is burned out dry. So I think it's about time that I give back all the things that she gave that I don't really need and all the things that she needs that I can only give. 
For while she may nip at me when she's upset, she sighs with relief as I return home, happy to see me once more. Today I make a promise to continue teaching my feet how to read, learning to see more than the pictures I blindly feel beneath me. The grass as the calm of the prose of her story, I will carry it and pass it to whomever's healed the next to follow. And you just heard Bryce uh, from, again, the January 14th open mic, a strictly open mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam, again, held at the Tea Room. Up next in it, here is Izzy. Next up on our list, uh, please welcome Izzy. Um, I do swear in this poem, um, and there's a lot of talk about breakups in this poem, and sometimes I don't like listening to poetry about breakups when I'm going through a breakup. You didn't give me much. A bad case of lovesick. A heart broken and bruised, bent out of shape. So I suppose you gave me plenty, mostly just nightmares. I could build a fort out of two stained pillows and empty tissue boxes. You taught me how to spot a liar, no matter how good they are at it. It's how I know I'm lying to myself when I say I don't miss you. Really, it's that you just didn't give me much to be grateful for. But you gave me poetry. You gave me metaphors, and from my broken heart, words flowed from the cracks like water into a leaky basement. We were a lot like that basement. We lacked a good foundation. Sure, my mother bent me, and she taught me how to hide in plain sight. But you broke me because you wanted me to hide only the ugly. To hide it completely, not just be able to flip over and ignore, but so you never had to see it at all. I guess, in a way, even though you didn't give me much, you never gave me what I asked for, never got close to giving me what I wanted, you did give me this. There are things, the one thing that I didn't know I wanted, but turns out I needed, the gift that never ends, and Hermione's purse of heartbreak. And even that was an accident. You loved me like blue cheese. So thank you, poetry, but fuck you for the lovesick and the broken heart. Please, if you're going to leave for good, as I really wish you would, at least let me give you this poem, one last tribute to repay the never-ending debt. So I can stop saying thank you. But I will say this. My mother told me to hide because she didn't want to look at me. At least she never lied about it. At least she knew what I was. At least she knew what she was. You told me to hide what was ugly about me because you wanted to be able to look at me. But the difference that you lied. You told me you wanted to teach me poker. But instead, you just wanted me to fold. But I took all the folding you made me do, and I turned it into origami and made it poetry, because you wanted me to fold so you could win. And I am a lot of things, but I am not a loser. I am not a quitter. Besides, who folds with a hand like mine? I'm the human equivalent of a royal flush, and you, you barely got a pair. And you just heard Izzy from a January 14th, again, open mic event, strictly open mic event, I should say, set up by Queen's Poetry Slam. Again, that was held at the Tea Room. Up next in it, here is Alicia. Next up, uh, welcome Alicia. Um, okay, hi, my name is Alicia. This poem is called A Lesson in Loving. I hope you guys like it. Make love to me through language, 
Take me out of this anguish and bring me closer to the promised land. Trace your fingers through my intellect. Let's resurrect all the lust we had before the breaking. Play me like an instrument, all intricate, a testament to all the men who tried to cage my fire, dimming my light because my strength was too much for their fragile hands. Their glass egos always trying to be the hero. All the desire was turned to spite, and I was deemed a liar for not revealing the power behind my femininity. They all seem to have an affinity for softer women who wear their emotion like a wedding veil. I have been through puppet masters, shattered souls, lighting candles in my room, hoping the warmth will make its way into my bones. It isn't until I notice the flickering that I realize I'm completely alone, love affairs with darkness until the hardness wraps itself around my ribcage. I should really be more idealistic for a woman my age. Do you have any idea what it's like to fear piano key realism? To have to dance and all the tears left in my body with no chance of ever being spilled. It's impossible to have any conception of how to rebuild something that was snatched out of your fingertips, etched and covered with sin. How do I erase the memories of his lips staining my body with every caress? I'm no longer whole. I'm last, but it makes sense because every time I've loved a man, it's been impossible for me to stand next to him without fearing I'm less than him, without trying to best him. Why can't we coexist? I cannot constantly be draped in mist. I'm begging. Burn with me instead of against me. Learn to kiss me without claiming me. Hold me without owning me. Slip inside me without lying to me. And I vow to do the same. I've been buried and reborn so many times. I know exactly how to be on my own. But that doesn't mean I don't want someone to touch me the way I write poetry uncontrollably. Words flowing out of ocean veins. This loving is not built from strength. Look into my eyes as the sunlight kisses my thighs, stripping our facades down until our carcasses cover the ground, bearing our flesh and bone, bruised thighs and bloody knuckles, scarring where they stabbed us before they left us all alone. Recognize the honey in my eyes before you search for it between my thighs. Don't whisper white lies in my ears, expecting all the hurt built up through these years to somehow disappear for a moment, just long enough to hear my moaning. Sex is no longer sacred. We waste it like eyelash wishes as meaningless as broken traditions. But I once knew someone who wanted my skin on his because that is how you show love when the words are not enough. And I ended up breaking him. I don't know if this illusion, this rose-tinted viewpoint of what love should be like, what making love needs to be like, will ever turn into reality. I know there's no guarantee when it comes to emotion. No roadmap leading us to success or promise that he'll stay after I confess that I refuse to renounce all the parts of myself forged from heartache. It's my nature to romanticize, and as much as I might try, that is something I cannot change. But I'm hopeful. Woman, I am. Poet, I am. And loved beautifully, one day I might. And you just heard Alicia, and uh, that was, again, from the January 14th open, strictly open mic event uh, set up by Queen's Poetry Slam at the Tea Room. Up next in it, here is Katrina. So next up, we have Katrina. Hi. There's a prettiness to the howl of love proclaimed, the howl of loving someone. I kept cursing her name. I was just an actor in this twisted little game, but it takes two to tango, so we're both taking the blame. How have no fury like a woman scorned. I was burned at the altar when I wanted to be adored. She's just like me with a conscious torn. She was Venus on fire, she was Capricorn. All the girls in the choir with their knives so worn, 
we're all possessed of our all love born. I've been playing in the flames since I was born. I was glitter stained lips and secrets sworn. There's a demon in her name, on her mouth, in my brain. I kissed her till I killed her like lovers parting for the train. She kissed me till she killed me and I'll never be the same. She's my favorite piece of fiction because all the world's a stage. How have no fury like a woman scorned. I was burned at the altar when I wanted to be adored. She's just like me with a conscious torn. She was Venus on fire, she was Capricorn. All the girls in the choir with their knives so worn. We're all possessed and we're all love-worn. I've been playing in the flames since I was born. I was glitter-stained lips and secret sworn. It was delirium of the heart. It was condemned from the start. Caught up with the she-devil. Is there any other way to rebel? And you just heard Katrina from, again, the January 14th Strictly Open Mic set up by Queen's Poetry Slam. And that was held at the Tea Room. Up next in it, here is Gabe. Next up we have Gabe.
And you just heard Gabe from, again, the January 14th uh, Strictly Open Mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam at the Tea Room. Up next in it, here is Holly. So, next up we have Holly. Hi, I'm yeah. only ever performed like extremely emotional poems. This is the first one that's really lighthearted, and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I live like I play guitar, and I play like I draw, with a marker in my hand, aimlessly drawing with ink, knowing I can't erase my mistakes. So I incorporate every line into every piece, knowingly without knowing every line represents a piece of my subconsciousness. Without planning, I just pick up grays and purple, or green and yellow. I never know why my lines look the way they do, or how they get filled with colors so quickly, Bandersnatch, I don't even know who told me to paint those eyes blue. When brown eyes have always had my heart. Brown eyes are eyes you can count on to. Trust with your stories and wildest dreams, but blue eyes always find a way to count on me. Blue eyes represent the sky and the sea fucking limitless. No boundaries, no lines. Blue eyes are like breaths of air and cold wind, but brown eyes represent the ground of the earth. They've always grounded me. Staring into the raw planet is how I found myself when I was planting trees. Because the dirt is what makes the fall soft when I don't land on my feet. The roots wrap up my soul and whisper to me secrets about myself. As I lie in the earth looking up, the sky just stares, giving me nothing but the ability to get lost. The ground shows me where to go and keeps me warm. The dirt makes me feel safe, but the sky feels like an illusion, and when I fall, it never makes me feel more blue. And you just heard Holly from, again, the January 14th Strictly Open Mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam at the Tea Room. You know what? Tell you what, uh, I think I better do this and uh, then we'll jump right back into it. I mean, if there's a listener supported radio station, you're, it means that people can get daily, every day, a different way of looking at the world, not just what the corporate media want you to see, but a different picture, a different understanding, a different picture, a different understanding. Not only can you hear it, but you can participate in it. You can add your own thoughts, you know, and you can learn something and so on. Well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way uh, people become uh, human, you know. That's the way you become human participants in a, in a social and political system. Friday evenings at 6 p.m. here on CFRC, listen to Saltwater Music a show covering all musical genres from the East Coast of Canada. Celtic, of course, but also rock, jazz, blues, folk, and a lot more. I'm your host, Rob Carnell. Tune in to Saltwater Music Friday evening from 6 to 8 here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Or you can catch us on the web at www.cfrc.ca. And for our listeners out east, that's 7 p.m. Atlantic and 7.30 Newfoundland. The Kingston Community House for Self-Reliance, widely known as 99 York, 
has for 30 years been providing a central, low-cost meeting space for groups that allow like-minded people to come together to learn from one another, to share resources and trade skills. The goal of this house is to act as an integral part of the neighborhood in which it is located. On a typical evening, an autism caregiver relief group will be at 99 York, together with a 12-step organization and a transgendered support group, while a social justice and homeschooling group may be booked in the following day. The community house is also available for less official functions, such as barbecues, birthday and office parties, and other social gatherings. We are proud to also serve the Queen's community. For more information, visit 99 York Street in Kingston. Go to www.99york.org, email info at 99york.org, or call 613-542-1136. Folk Everything, every Saturday morning from 10 till noon on CFRC. Traditional folk, modern folk, future folk, and strange deviations from the norm. Hear the legacy of folk music and discover new favorites and forgotten classics on Folk Everything. Join me every Saturday morning at 10 for a romp through folk culture here on CFRC. Says Red Mullet to James, that's a fine motorbike. And you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, and here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock, we do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. Tell you what, let's move back into that January 14th open mic, strictly open mic, I should say, event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam at the Tea Room. Up next in it, here is Jillian. Anyways, next up we have Jill. It's almost like we coordinated that because the first poem that I'm going to be reading to you is not one of my own. Um, it's one by Neil Gaiman. Um, some people know that I read it at the last open mic that I was at. I think it's hilarious, so I really hope you do too. Okay. The day the saucers came. That day, the saucers landed. Hundreds of them, golden, silent coming down from the sky like great snowflakes. And the people of Earth stood and stared as they descended, waiting, dry mouths, to find what waited inside for us. And none of us knowing that we would be here tomorrow. But you didn't notice it because that day, the day the saucers came, by some coincidence was the day that the graves gave up their dead and the zombies pushed up through the soft earth or erupted, shambling and dull-eyed, unstoppable, came toward us, the living, and we screamed and ran. But you did not notice this because on the saucer day, which was the zombie day, it was Ragnarok also. The television screen showed us a ship built of dead men's nails, a serpent, a wolf, all bigger than the mind could hold, and the cameraman could not get far enough away, and then the gods came out, but you did not see them coming because on the saucer battling zombie gods day, the floodgates broke and each of us was involved by genies and sprites offering us wishes and wonders and eternities and charm and cleverness and true brave hearts and pots of gold while giants beefo bombed across the land and killer bees and you had no idea of any of this because 
That day, the saucer day, the zombie day, the Ragnarok and fairies day, the day the great winds came and snows and the cities turned to crystal, the day all plants died, plastic dissolved, the day computers turned, the screens telling us we would obey, the day angels drunk and muddled stumbled from the bars and all the bells of London resounded, the day animals spoke to us in Assyrian, the Yeti day, the fluttering caves and the arrival of the time machine day, you did not notice any of this because you were sitting in your room, not doing anything, not even breathing, not really, just looking at your telephone, wondering if I was going to call. Heard Jill from the January 14th open mic event held at the Queen, or held at the Tea Room, and it was set up as a strictly open mic event by Queen's Poetry Slam. Up next in it here is Octavian. And next up we have Octavian.
straighten out my smile, stop looking so worried. Eye surgery? Fuck being blind, just another imperfection I'm leaving behind. The scars will heal, I'll tell my garment an accident, you should see the other guy, I'm the one who cut him, he was innocent. How you like me now? I'm a real life filter walking around. I hope I can be like you guys, flexing my ego all across town. I go to bed once in a while and I watch myself bleed, tainted my soul, planted and watered my greed. It hurts so much, painkillers barely put me to sleep. I tell myself maybe tomorrow, I'll stop, stop being a sheep. But this is all I have to offer, so don't call me cheap. The price of conformity is so fucking steep. But here I am, given a brand new chance. Someone out there took me by the hand and taught me to dance. When I met you, I was deformed, transformed, and by everyone ignored. Weekly, I gave you my best smile. You held my head and let me rest for a while. You, you stared deep into my soul, through my eyes, saw my story unfold. Damn, you said. Your eyes, they're deep like the sea. They're so pretty. Don't blame, come on, let me see. My scars, one by one, you touched, and I cried, because what I felt then felt like heaven, and honestly, I thought that I died. You're an angel. You taught me the beauty inside, and even if we parted ways, I, to you, never lied. Fate made it that I came back to life, and through it all, I tossed it out, that butcher's knife. And I'm reaching out, I'm reaching out because I know you can hear me, and I know you've been here, just like me. Lost in your imperfection, we were too blind to see that you and I are both beings of beauty. Here, smile for me. There you go. It might have taken some time, but we're still here. Fuck it, don't matter if we were slow. I just want you to know, you're beautiful. You're a masterpiece. Unique in every single way, and I hope my words bring you peace. We might be different, but we're both the same. And the journey to where we are now, from where we came, I'll always look to you and admire your smile. You're not so white teeth, because that same smile made me want to believe. The sound of your voice, of your life, of your laugh when I was in tears, yeah, that same laugh helped me stand up and chase all of my fears. Yeah, we might be weird, but fuck it, we're the same, and we're never gonna forget how far we came. I love your style, and I love your imperfections the way they stand out. Maybe your shirt was $5, used, old, but it looks fucking great on you, no doubt. I never lie to you, you help me, so I'm helping you. Love yourself. Whoever you are, stranger, I hope you can hear me. Be different, be the way you wanna be. Please, be unique. When the world around you all looks the same, be yourself and always remember how far we came. And you just heard Octavian from, again, the January 14th Strictly Open Mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam. Up next in it, here is Sarah. And here we go. Um, next up we have Sarah. All right. Uh, this is called The Rhyme of the Tiny Mariner. I'm the captain of a bottled ship afloat on glassy seas. A dreadful calm has taken grip, but I am at my ease. And so I go and stroll the deck to hear the planking shudder and scrape away to keep in check the wood glue on my rudder. While overboard and far below, inside the fish's tank, I see there in the afterglow Atlantis where it sinks. 
and the day may come when this glass will crack and the wind will fill my sails. So I'm practicing my forward tack and I'm ready for the gale. checkers on the deck of a 1920 steamship. And if I win, you owe me ice cream, chocolate chip. But if I lose, then Augustine, you can choose where the time machine will take us next. Move your pieces, step with care, guard your soldiers, mind your squares. Cairo in 2019 is a sight to be seen, but between you and I, I would rather stop by the construction of Stonehenge again, or the Jupiter landing, and then travel back to see Shakespeare for tea. We could bring a trapeze. We could swing through the trees. You can bring my piece, please. Thank you. And now it's your move. If there's time to And this is this is called Balderdash. On the brackish brink of Balderdash, in the bolder, bolder fields, we follow the feathers to find a flash of older, bolder fields. And we hear the call, and we fall, and we crawl, and we stumble and rise, and we realize that we're on the hunt, and we're on the loose, and we're on the trail of a wild goose. Defiant, giant, wild goose. And the grass is long, and the scent is strong, and it carries us on, and on, and on, and under, and over, and further, and on. We are clever, cunning, drumming drums, seismic, rhythmic, tuneful tongues, heart-like beating conundrums come, humming, hawing bagpipe lungs that go on and on and on. On the brackish brink of Boulder Dash, in the Boulder Boulder Fields, the avalanche is at our back and the storm is at our heels. And here on the brink of Boulder Dash, with eggshells for our shields, the mountains continue to crack and crash into boulders on the But the grass is long and the scent is strong and it carries us on and on and on and under and over and further and on and on and on. And that was Sarah from a January 14th uh, strictly open mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam. Up next in it, here is Latifa. Please welcome, or actually, Latifa. Somehow it looks like a lot more people studying. <laughs> so this is a little bit raw and I recently wrote it, so... Uh, I am a little bit nervous because it's the first time I really did anything like this, so There is a reference to self-harm and suicide, so if anybody's uncomfortable, I'm sorry. Alright, title, it's titled Property of Damage. Um, I carved worthless and I hate me into the skin they call mine, and they asked me not to believe in it. The nurse at the hospital didn't respond with words per se. He uttered keys and walked away. Like the way I looked was enough to make him leave. Like the way I felt and treated myself made him want to die too. The doctor asked if I even wanted to stop. Like, it was simple like that. Like self-hate was not a punishment that felt good. To the property to the property that had been damaged. To the house that was used through multiple floors. Yeah, it was never fully built. Don't you dare tell me you can help me out. Too many people told me they can figure me out. Claim they can read me like a book. Try to summarize me like, try to summarize me like they knew everything there was. And then they went and put me up on the top shelf. 
yesterday my phone died and I envied it. It took me a while to charge it because maybe it just needed to rest. Yesterday I wished I was a human-made device and that made me wonder for how I already was. Yesterday after my phone came back to life, I googled bridges and high rooftops, closed my eyes, began to salivate over jumping. I reached into my bag, helped myself to a number of pills. I stared, counted, added, added and added, and I contemplate, contemplated swallowing them. All of that seemed like a final positive resting place. Yesterday, the closer I felt to death, the less relief I saw in them. Like I couldn't give myself the gift of peace, even if that meant death. And then, that, and then thought, I wish I could just disappear until everyone forgets me, until I forget myself, until I can just start brand new again. Today I'm exhausted and at this point in my life, I feel like I'm done wanting to try or do anything, but at the same time, I don't know how to stop, rest, quit, or even give up. And whether that is because of being resilient or perfectionistic or people-pleasing, or maybe all of that, literally feeling like I don't want to numb, cut, drink, or drug, like I don't even want to stop the pain, I just don't care anymore. Later that day, I went unsurely to therapy, hoping maybe things could change, hoping maybe I could change, Hoping maybe I find my hope to change, willingness to change, to be different, to be good. Hoping that my past doesn't have to consume me. That they don't get to control me today anymore. That I no longer have to give them my power to destroy me. Sometimes I mistake my hands for theirs and I can't tell if there's a difference anymore. How can I question the allegiance that my heart, their hands pledge to? She tells me that she has the answers to my questions, that we can unfold them together that my future life contains hope and life more than just existing and survival. And I leave feeling that the possibilities may be endless if I let them be. And you just heard Latifah from a January 14th Strictly Open Mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam. Again, that was held at the tea room. Up next in it, here is Tiz. Yeah! Okay, what's your name? My name is Tiz. <clears throat> there once was a boy named Gimme Some Roy. He was nothing like me or you. Cause laying back and getting high was all he cared to do. As a kid, he sat in the sn cellar, sniffing airplane glue. And then he smoked banana peels, when that was the thing to do. He tried aspirin and Coca-Cola, he breathed helium on the sly, and his life became an endless search to find the perfect high. But grass just made him want to lay back and eat chocolate chip pizza all night, and the great things he wrote when he was stoned looked like shit in the morning light. <laughs> Speed made him want to rap all day, reds laid him far too back. Cocaine rose was sweet to his nose, but the price nearly broke his back. He tried PCP, he tried THC, but they never quite did the trick. Poppers nearly blew his heart, mushrooms made him sick. Acid made him see the light, but he couldn't remember it long. Hash was a little too weak, and smack was a lot too strong. <laughs> Quaaludes made him stumble, booze just made him cry. Then he heard of a cat named Bubba Fats, who knew he could retire. Now Bubba Fats was a hermit cat, lived high up in Nepal, high on a craggy mountaintop of a sheer and icy wall. Well, hell, says Roy, I'm a healthy boy, and I'll crawl or climb or fly till I find that guru who give me the clue as to what's the perfect eye. So out and off goes give me some Roy to the land that knows no time, up a trail no man could conquer, to a cliff no man could climb. For 14 years he climbed that cliff, 
Back down again, he'd slide. He'd sit and cry, then climb some more, pursuing the perfect eye. Grinding his teeth, coughing blood, shaking and aching and weak, starving and sore, bleeding and tore, he reaches the mountain peak. And his eyes blink red like a snow-blind wolf, and he snarls the snarl of a rat. As there in repose and wearing no clothes, says the godmother of the facts. <laughs> What's happening, Fats? said Roy McJoy. I'm going to stay my biz. I hear you're hit to the perfect trip. Please tell me what it is. For you can see, says Roy to he, I'm about to die. So for my last ride, tell me how I can achieve the perfect high. Well, dog my cats. <laughs> Another burned-out soul who's looking for an alchemist to turn his trip to gold. It isn't in the dealer's stash or on a druggist's shelf. Son, if you would find the perfect high, find it in yourself. Why, you jive motherfucker, says Roy. I climbed through rain, rain and sleep. I froze three fingers off my hands and four toes off my feet. I braved the lair of the polar bear. I've tasted the maggot's kiss. Now you tell me the high is in my kiss self. What kind of shit is this? My ears, before they froze off, says Roy, all heard all kinds of crap. But I didn't climb 14 years to hear your sophomore rap. And I didn't climb here to hear that the high is on the natch. So tell me where the real stuff is, or I'll kill your guru ass. Okay, okay, <laughs> said Bubba Fats. You're forcing it out of me. There is a land beyond the sun that's known as Sabo <laughs> A wretched land of stone and sand where snakes and buzzards scream. And in this devil's garden blooms the mystic Tsutsu tree. Now once every ten years it blooms one flower as white as the Key West sky. And he who eats the tutu flower shall know the perfect high. For the rush comes on like a tidal wave, hits like the blazing sun, and the high it lasts forever, and the down don't never come. But Zabo Lee land is ruled by a giant who stands twelve cubits high, with eyes of red and his hundred heads, he awaits the passerby, and you slay the red-eyed giant, and swim the river of slime where the mucus beasts await to feast on those who journey by. And if you slay the giant and the beasts and swim the slimy sea, there's a blood-drinking witch who guards sharpens her teeth as she guards the tutu tree. Well, to hell with your witches and giants, says Roy. To hell with the beasts of the sea. Why, as long as the tutu flower blooms, hope still blooms for me. And with tears of joy in his snow-blind eyes, he slips the groove five and falls back down the mountainside, pursuing the perfect hive. Well, that is that, said Boba Fett, sitting back down on his stone, facing another thousand years of talking to God, alone. <laughs> yes, Lord, it's always the same, old men or bright-eyed youth. It's always easier to sell them some shit than it is to tell them the truth. <laughs> And you just heard tears from, again, the January 14th Strictly Open Mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam. Up next, and the last poet in it that got recorded that night, here is Izzy. Okay, I've got all of three minutes me also to pack up, but Izzy, how long is your poem? Like three minutes. Okay, three minutes. Let's go. Izzy, do we love our... This is called My Dad and the Fray. My dad should be an honorary member of the Fray. And by that, I mean my father knows how to save a life. I'm not talking about CPR, beating a heart to the beat of staying alive and mouth to mouth or tied out of his capabilities. What I mean is my father knows how to save a life before it needs saving. My father knows how to talk anybody off a ledge. He can talk a gunman down to a wedding. My father always has the right words. He knows how to get out of the ticket. He knows what to say to me at any moment when I freak out about anything, when I freak out about everything. My father knows what to say to get what he wants. 
My father knows how to save a life. What I mean is, my father told me to wait three seconds before crossing the street after the light changes. Because if someone is going to run a red light, they will do it in the first three seconds. My father said this when we were in Alberta. It's five seconds in Toronto, seven seconds in Kingston. My father tells me, when you are driving to an important event, leave four minutes early and go four miles over the speed limit. My father says that this isn't so fast you will get pulled over, but it's fast enough where people in Toronto won't honk at you. My father tells me to not wait by the phone. A watch pot never boils, my father tells me. He taught me how to cook. My father taught me how to my father taught me how to read. He taught me how to rock and roll. He made sure I learned to box. My father taught me saxophone, and he introduced me to everything I love. My father saves lives like this because he said, once you create life, you must protect it. Once you know how to survive, you must teach others also. My father knows how to save a life because when I was born, he knew I would need lots of saving. So he got some practice. He came prepared. And so when you shredded my paper bag princess hard, he didn't teach me how to take myself back together. Instead, he taught me how to take the shreds, turn them into something new, how to become a dragon, how to breathe fire. But I don't want a beautiful princess to fall in love with me. I don't want to take over a kingdom. No, no, my first rule, my first act of business instead is to take all the poems I wrote about you and what I thought love was them the fuck to hell. Woo! I hope you choke on the ashes. I'm sorry, you can't return them to sender. I don't want them anymore. But if you want someone to thank, you know where my father is. And you just heard Izzy from, again, and uh, was the final reader that night at the January 14th Strictly Open Mic event set up by Queen's Poetry Slam. Again, that was held at the Tea Room. And you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. I'm here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online at www.cfrc.ca. I do have some time, actually, a little bit more time than I thought I might uh, to share uh, some calls. I think I'll just do the calls this hour, and I'll have um, time for events in the second hour. I believe that's how we'll try it like that. Uh, But before I get into any of that, I do want to thank you for so much for having tuned in to the first hour today. hope you can stay tuned for the second uh, to hear another Queen's Poetry Slam event. Uh, that, that one held on uh, January 30th. And uh, just to let you know, too, you have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. And a brief mention before I get into uh, sharing some quickly expiring, actually, calls for submissions. Uh that uh, both hours, I want to mention both hours of today's show, Finding a Voice. In fact, all any of the shows are uploaded each week to my blog space uh, for it shortly after I get home. And you can find it there at Finding a Voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com. Uh, the work will remain there for four years. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and move into these uh, First one is actually expiring on uh, February 25th, 
And this is, uh, that, I think that's Monday. And it is a uh, call for submissions for short prose uh, competition for emerging writers. And it's the Writers Union of Canada's accepting submissions to the 26th annual short prose competition for emerging writers. It invites Canadian writers to submit a piece of fiction or nonfiction of up to 2,500 words. A $2,500 prize will be awarded to the winner. And uh, let's see, the entries of the winner and the finalist uh, will be submitted to three Canadian magazines for consideration. So, again, this uh, deadline expires, I'm guessing, midnight, February 25th. And uh, if you want to get the details, www.writersunion.ca. I'm sure it will show the link for the competition, but if not, slash short-prose-competition should take you right to the page. There's another call for submissions, Poetry and Fiction Chapbook Contest. It's a big uh, Pond Rumors Press. It's their third annual chapbook uh, contest. Uh, It says, submit a manuscript of 10 to 20 pages uh, to fit on a 5 by 8.5 sheet in a final chapbook. There is a $15 fee, but that helps to defray the cost of producing three chapbooks and pay for the website. Uh, They're looking for fiction or poetry. Canadian authors only, please. Deadline coming up soon as well, February 28th. Uh, The contest, uh, let's see, just so you know in advance, too, if you don't think you've got enough time to do it this year, uh, the contest runs from January 1st to the end of February in any year, so something to think about but uh, something to think about for this year as well also there is another one that's going to expire on march 1st uh pearl puri of ottawa is offering a short poem workshop she's offering four classes on short poems uh she says let's see she's got items for these one write tighter two haiku and senryu and three short lyric Four, minimalism in each unit, principles, examples, exercises, resources, and discussion. Again, there is a fee, though, for this. It's $180, but that's four classes uh, for a short poem workshop. So, uh, yeah, you might uh, see trying to find an easy link here. Let's try pagehalffull.com slash psbo slash 2019 slash 02 slash 11 slash short dash poem dash class. I hope that gets you there. So anyway, and I believe she is on Facebook too. So it's P-E-R-A-L. So her first name, P-I-R-I-E. So there you go. I thought I had her email address on here, but I don't see it. So sorry about that, but uh, check it out if you're interested. I think I've got time for one more call here at least. This one is local and uh, might even have time for two. Uh, This is Union Gallery call for submissions for short videos, and this is for students. Uh, the Union Gallery is accepting submissions of short student videos of any genre or topic. 
Uh, it says, please provide an MP4 or YouTube uh, Vimeo uh, link. Uh, full runtime must be less than 10 minutes. Limit of two entries per submission. It says uh, collaborations are welcome. And they're asking you to include title of video, director, artist names, running time, and a brief 300-word uh, description of your video in the submission. Uh, the gallery, it says the gallery supports, and I've actually copied this from their media release. The gallery supports uh, the presentation of high-quality visual and interdisciplinary uh, contemporary art. Uh, the screening will occur on March 20th uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, deadlines for submissions are March 9th at midnight. So submit packages electronically to you. It's, this is going to the Union Gallery. So you gallery at queensu.ca. Attention, Jocelyn Purdy. And saved in one folder as a PDF. Have I got time for one more? I think I do. And this will take us through when this one uh, is uh, still even coming up rel relatively quickly because it's the middle of March. When is this uh, uh, deadline? It's March 13th, actually, again, at midnight or 11.59 p.m. Uh, Free Lit Magazine uh, is a bi-monthly online journal, and this is local as well. Is looking for submissions of poetry, short stories, essays, and other prose, photography, and visual art. Each issue is thematic, uh, but I know they encourage a loose interpretation of theme. Uh, you can check out uh, January's issue is now online. Uh, it came out a few weeks ago, I believe. Uh, or at least a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the call is now out for the next issue. The theme for the March issue is LAW, L-A-W, uh, with a March 13th deadline. And for submission guidelines, updates, access to past editions, announcements, and other info, please check out their website, and that is at www.freelitmagazine, all one word, dot com. And uh, you know what? We're getting close enough now, and uh, the last, uh, just going ahead and start to slide into the second hour because the next deadline is out there a ways. It's out until April 30th, so I should have a little bit of time at the end of the second hour, and I will move into the events section then. So uh, it's at the point now. I want to say welcome back into the second hour of today's show. It's just a few seconds past 5 o'clock, and you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, and here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock, we do stream live online at www.cfrc.ca. Coming up uh, in this hour... From, again, another Queen's Poetry Slam January event. Uh, this is uh, from the Queen's Poetry Slam's monthly event held January 30th at the Grad Club. And, again, their events are every last or are the last Wednesday of every month uh, through the Queen's year. So uh, with the exceptions, though, of April and uh, December. So... Uh, all the way through the calendar, I guess the student calendar, the college ca university calendar year, uh, they meet at the grad club the last Wednesday night of the month. This one was held on January 30th, if I didn't already mention that. And uh, that evening, it uh, 
uh, kind of like by democratic choice, it turned into strictly, again, an open mic. And uh, in it uh, that evening and here this afternoon, you'll hear readings by Lexi, Michaela, Lynn, Bryce, Kobe, Leo, and Michelle. And as I already mentioned, I will have uh, considerable time uh, at the end of this hour to share upcoming events and and yeah because I've already covered the calls so I'm upcoming events so that's what I'll lean into there are a number that are coming up uh, this week uh, actually and there are even two I believe uh, this uh, this weekend so this first though uh, just the usual hourly announcement occasionally some poetry spoken word or music played on this show may contain strong language, but all is played in its entirety with content unedited to honor the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. So, okay, from Queen's Poetry Slam's monthly event, uh, and this one held January 30th at the Grad Club, again, also turned into strictly an open mic. You will hear up first in it, Here is Lexi. Um, Next up, Lexi. Do we love her? Yes. Good. All right, my name's Lexi. My voice is um, a little on the fritz these days. Um, because I'm sick, so if it sounds like it hurts me to talk, it doesn't, so just don't worry about it. And also, I'm in charge of media for um, Queen's Poetry Slam, and if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, it's one word, Queen's Poetry Slam, and I will follow you back, I'll like your pictures, maybe throw in some comments, but yeah, it tells you all the new events, and um, I post some silly stories. So, check it out. Sorry. All right. Thank you. We were all strangers once, and some of us still are. But we can meet, shake hands, stare for a second, or glance. We can greet and chat, and just like that, I guess we're no longer strangers. We can end our two-minute rendezvous with an, it was so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. What I mean is, for a girl who loves green so much, I seem to be so often blue. My blue's blue, blue's hue kind of depends on my mood. Sometimes it's cobalt, so dark, mysterious, and bold. Bold, bold, bolted shut, unable to know whether I trust too much or don't trust enough. And sometimes I'm as blue as the daytime sky, reflecting the warm waters that hydrate my tears, so light and airy, but my mind remains clouded with contemplation unlike the clear skies we beg for. And I don't know why, but other times my blue is that of the sea. You see, I'm drowning in all these feelings I feel. I seem to feel things deeper than most and take things to heart that rip me apart and it's hard to control and hard to conceal the sea blue feelings that I seem to feel. For a girl who loves green so much, I'm just so blue. But what I mean is, I've recently turned 20, but it's but seem to relate more and more every day to the 40-year-old boy that I babysit. He's so fun, free, bored, tired, restless, lost, confused, and always fucking hungry. And 20 is weird, and I feel unclear as to whether my existence 
will become less and less of value and more and more consumed by stresses interwoven in my mind and body and heart and hair and all the mess and stress and of life and stress I fear and stress. But I guess I'll digress. Plenty of 20 is ahead of me and I hope it loves me the way I wish to love myself and the way I deserve to be loved. The roaring 20s. I hope they'll be fun, free, bored, tired, restless, lost, confused, and I know I'll always be fucking hungry. <laughs> what I mean is, I cry a lot. And when I cry, my sadness overflows my body, and the built-up, woman-made walls I've established begin to collapse, like adding 17 roses to a vase that's already filled to the brim. The roses are so beautiful, but wilt over time from the excess water at their foundation. And I cry when my happiness becomes so visceral and pure, pure. I pour my happy onto you, and I want the world to know that my heart finally feels full, and the tears work to outline my beaming smile for all of you to see. And when my tears fall on my face, I can't deny that I lick them too. And when my tears, oh, and, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, that I lick them too, because they start and end with me. I am both their creator and their destroyer. So I guess you could say that I cry a lot. What I mean is, is that I found out recently that my love language is terms of affirmation. So sometimes I just need you to remind me how much you care or how much you love or how, or how much you've had me thought of. And these words, they hug me in ways untold and allow the callous layers of myself further unfold. And it's weird for me to tell you to tell me the things that I need to hear. But here, here, here I am, so hear me out if you dare. And I'll do the same for you, no matter the time of hour. And when you want a term of affirmation, they'll pour, they'll pour over you like a shower. And I'm bilingual in Russian too, so I'll tell you how much I care and how much I love and how much you've been thought of, but in two whole languages. So it's twice the fun. A fucking ter term of affirmation for everyone. But what I mean is, you can tell a lot about how I'm doing simply by looking at my nails. Sometimes they dance with my hands like painted proper ladies, and you know that I'm all right. But sometimes my mouth and my nails fight over what I should worry about next or fear in my next nightmare. So my teeth will do the deed and not my nails until they bleed. Or sometimes the skin around my nails get the most damage of them all, ripped open, exposed, vulnerable, just like me. But on occasion, they are plain, clean cut, and nice. Might even give you, oh wait, might even make you look twice, and I'm okay with that. So just keep looking at my nails. And what I mean is, I'm a Sagittarius. And what I mean is, I love romantic comedies. And what I mean is, my favorite soup, hands down, is French onion. And what I mean is, when you say it's nice to meet me, it means nothing at all. But if you took the time, sat down for a chat, opened your mind and your heart if you pleased, you would find comfort in words like these. And I'd listen, and so would you, and we wouldn't be strangers anymore, me and you. And at the very end, you'd say, it's nice to meet you, and I'd let it be, because I truly believe that it was nice to meet me. And you just heard Lexi at the January 30th uh, Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event uh, that turned into strictly an open mic at the Grand Club. Up next in it, here is Michaela. Next up, Michaela. Do we love her? 
Yes. Good. Hello, I'm Michaela. Um, I'm normally behind the scenes, and I don't, I don't do out loud things. I'm here because my friend, Bryce Flesh, is also performing, and he got me to stand up here in front of you lovely people. Um, so, I have a poem um, that I wrote, and it compares two kinds of people. And you might know one, or both of them, or have known them, and they kind of suck. So, here goes nothing. Or everything. Do you want to love hardwood floors or a cashmere sweater? One will remain steadfast, strong, aligned with the equator, keeping you balanced on your toes. When you yell, he yells louder. He does not back down, he never cries. He bruises you when you fall down. The other is soft and delicate. Can be folded as complacent. One is cold, the other holds in the heat. Like a sauna you can't escape. You can fight with the floor, clean it, paint it, lay tiles on the smooth surface. But unless you're willing to burn the house down, it's always gonna be there. In your closet, there's always a garbage bag full of clothes for the Salvation Army. There's always an out with him. When you spill soup and stain the fabric, he apologizes to you like it's his fault. When you yell first, he sits silently. You always yell first. And when you argue, he will let you win. Somehow you're angrier when you let him, when you let him win than before you started the argument, and now the anger has consumed you. 20 pounds later, and the sweater shouldn't fit, but it stretches. The boy cannot hold his ground. He is soft like wimpy, wet earth, and you hate that about him. Embarrassed, you look at the lump next to you in bed, and he's some kind of foil character existing only to please you, loving you, a spineless, opinionless, terrified boy. You hate that when you ask for more, he gives it to you. He's a buffet, all you can eat for $20, hardwood charges by the foot, and he's worth every penny. A part of you desires the self-destruction, the fire that does not burn down the house, and when you're rushed to the hospital, skin blistering and bubbled, in your delirium, all you hear is a soothing jazz melody, the song you danced to on your first date. It plays at the dive bar, plays over and over and over again in your head as he slips off your dress, silk spaghetti straps revealing porcelain shoulders takes you all in. He has secrets. You cannot take him off and turn him inside out, send him to the dry cleaners, fold him up and put him in a drawer and forget that he's there. You may be able to walk all over him, but it's always you that comes back begging for more on your knees. He's the foundation. He's the problem. He's never comfortable with you. He doesn't want to be. It's always a fight. It's always a struggle not to let him win. But it's flesh against grain, and grain always wins. So do you want to love pain or learn to love simple pleasures? Flowers every week on a different day, a diamond ring in a two-car garage, or a challenge. Anger, disagreements, imperfect. He forgets your birthday but apologizes, tells you the truth when it hurts. From, a from across the room, his glance paralyzes you. It's love or passion. So decide, do you want to be happy or in love? Thank you.
And you just heard Michaela at the uh, January 30th uh, Queen's Poetry Slam, a monthly event uh, held at the Grad Club. This particular event uh, turned out to be a strictly open mic, so it was a wonderful evening. Up next in it, as I don't mean as opposed to others, I just mean it was, it turned out quite beautifully. Lots of wonderful readings. Up next in it, here is Lynn Loon. Let's have Lynn Loom. Do we love her? Yes! Good. All right. I came here prepared to slam. No one is slamming. So, I'm going to do an improv exercise instead. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to tell a story, improv, and if I find myself unable to continue anymore, I will pause and someone in the audience can yell out a random noun, and I will try to continue from there. <laughs> Once upon a time, carpet. the carpet was born. This carpet was a very unoriginal brown gray and drab carpet and it was unrolled on the floor of the car 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 carpet the car carpet was invented by a very broke auto dealer who had a pile of old curtains in his home and then a bunch of old cars that were very old and had problems with its bottom, so the car mechanic, I mean dealer, covered them up with car carpet. This car carpet blended in perfectly with the surroundings of the car, and then people started buying a lot of the cars with the car carpets. Well, the car dealer thought, I can make a lot of money on this, so he patented it, and... Harry Tubman! Harriet Tubman agreed that this was a very good idea. So Harriet Tubman and the Lawrence car dealer set out for a car carpet factory, and the car carpet factory was located in Space, Space Kingston, which was somewhere somewhere above us, geolateral east of this corner. Like, like weather satellites, they always stay in the same place. Anyways, Space Kingston, which was Space Kingston directly of Space Station directly above Kingston, started manufacturing Harriet Tubman car carpets in its first order. And as it sent the car carpets down on the space elevator, a person named Obama Obama intercepted it with his space. Yeah. Now, Obama was not Barack Obama, as some people believe, but Obama was named Barack Obama. So some people got confused, and then they thought that Barack Obama, as in Barack Obama, was actually supporting this cause for car carpets when he actually stole them. So, Space Ottawa actually started making car carpets too, thinking that this was a fad. And all the other cars on Earth that didn't have wings that were actually like legit cars from the 21st century with four wheels, every single car got cop every single car got carpet carpeted in car 
carpets that weren't cocky and this tongue twister has ended. And you just heard Lynn Loon at the January 30th Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event turned a strictly open mic. Again, That those are held at the Grad Club the, West, the last Wednesday night of uh, every month during the Queen's calendar year, except, again, for April and December. Up next in the reading that evening, here is Bryce. Uh, next up, Bryce. Do we love him? Yeah! Yes. Hi. Uh, as Mikhail introduced me, I'm Bryce. And I, you did wonderful. Your poem was great. Uh, I'm going to uh, perform a poem called To the Dancer in My Spare Bedroom. To the dancer in my spare bedroom, I have to ask you, why did you stop dancing? Was it because I closed my door and hid from your music? Uh, Sometimes you played it too loudly, and sometimes when something is new, it scares me off, and then I hide myself away. Was it because I hung up my slippers before the class had even begun? I I I know I promised to join, but life got busy. It got in the way. Was it because I walked away? Is it wrong that I believed your rhythm would always play, that I'd have the chance to hear your smile for just a day longer? They say the ballet dancer does to the stage what the artist does to the page. Well, you, Mr. Dancer, must have mastered the Mona Lisa because that living room became a nightclub where 18-year-old dreams were born and moments were shared so tightly I still can't find a moment of time that fits as good as that poncho. All those moments where you stood in front of the crowd, smiling from ear to ear in that goddamn poncho. <laughs> a quick sidetrack. Let me tell you the tale of the brotherhood of the traveling poncho. Do you remember the poncho we stole from the girls up in residence room B? It was a brotherhood like no other. The dancer, the filmmaker, and the boy. We played that game where we'd wear the poncho daily, to, to school, to class, on a stage, trading it every few days so the threads that wove it would might weave our stories too. We held on to that poncho for months. <laughs> Even when the girls in residence room B asked for it back. Oh, but the game isn't fun if we didn't play. So before they'd even have asked, we'd have already passed it off to our next brother. I don't have it, you'd say. Ask the boy, he has it now. And I would. And the game would begin anew. That brotherhood was great. It was strong. But we didn't need a poncho to stop being brothers. Just like how you didn't need a stage to never stop dancing. But you did. And I have to be honest with you, the fact I'm here asking you why makes me mad. Mad because you stopped showing the world who you really were as you made your point. Mad at you for leaving too soon again, but this time it wasn't to go see a girl we both loved. Mad at the fact that all I have to look forward to from now on are pictures that stand still. Mad because I feel alone with the idea that I didn't spend enough time with you. Mad at myself, because I was too caught up in my own world to dance in yours. I'm mad that stupid poncho is gone. I'm mad that I'll never really know why. I'm mad that I don't really know what happened. 
I'm mad that I didn't know how you were feeling. I'm mad because it feels like all I have left is an empty spare bedroom where music doesn't play and you, Mr. Dancer, will never get the chance to take your bow. Thank you. And that was Bryce uh, at the January 30th Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event held at the Grad Club. Up next in it, here is Kobe. So that's all the people who have signed up. Um, if anybody else wants to come up, or if anybody wants to come up again, uh, feel free. Uh, I'm going to read something in the meantime. So if you want to come up, you can talk to Alexi here or go on the back. Give me one second, because I didn't prepare. Do we love him? Yes! yes. I've been having these weird dreams lately. There's these little vivid flashes of my past. My brother and I playing video games in our old house in the summer. We're both in our boxers, but we're still sweating, our skin sticking to that ugly leather green couch. Me, catching a football with my face and my inner lip ripping open against my braces. I spit blood. The time I heard my mom whisper the word shit under her breath and follow it up with an even quieter, sorry. Just a flash, a moment, and then it's gone. And I wake up with all these renewed memories fresh in my mind. The weirdest part is how banal it all is. None of it has any meaning individually, but put together it's even more baffling. And it's getting worse. I see me sitting in my fourth grade class, eyes glazed over, mouth wide open in a passing window. The sound of a truck rolling by sends me to silent nights in my bunk at camp with the smell of wet dirt soaking every corner. And a flickering flashlight sends me to lunch conversations in middle school with roaring laughter and shouting and crying all jumbling together into nothing. It's wave after wave of after images, a waterfall of memories, and somehow they're drowning me. And you just heard Kobe at the January 30th Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event, again, held at the Grad Club. And again, as you heard, uh, turned strictly open mic. And we're going to hear again from some of those uh, who had already read. But up first, here is Leo. So, do we get anybody else? Any repeats? Leo. Amazing. Leo. 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 Yes. As Leo's coming up, do we love him? Yes. Good. And Lexi has more Instagram shoutouts. Eat the mic. Okay. Um, I hate you so much right now, Bryce. <laughs> also, I'm wearing this jacket as a power move. Uh, the context for this, because um, I, I don't know how to riff this otherwise, was that I. Uh, how do I even describe the weekend? 24 hour art intensive? A 24 hour art intensive was what I did on the weekend. And this is what I made. 
So here, here we go. I spent 24 hours basking in the humanity of strangers, learning about who they are, how they do their art and why. Understanding alien parts of them in terms I understand. Here are my findings and efforts of 24 hours in sleepy, clumsy candor. And I'm still sleepy because I've been studying so, so much. So, about where I come from, I spend my life staring at projectors that are lifeless, whether they're on or off. Blackboards surround them from legacy or as a failsafe. Blankboards that somehow make the empty rooms emptier. Seats of minimal size with minimal space in between. In order to cram together as many names and numbers as possible. Names and numbers I'll never need to know. Perfectly perfunctory, perfectly banal. Facilities in service of machine hungry for cops. I know I'm in my head here. I'm privileged standing here in this institution, and I never forget that. But I have a heart, and it can't live in a machine. When I went into this hall, theological hall, it was different. Props and lights were hastily set aside for the motions of class soon to be picked up again. Chairs were set aside for lessons that need to be lived, to be learned. Its inhabitants owned how they manifested their souls, and by intention or not, they left fragments of memories with every stained prop and picture they left behind. Alluding to the workings of productions, art pieces, and periods of young lives. A complete story just out of reach, and that night was my turn. It's art where we make manifest our mind's eye and imagine mind's eye and imagination spits in the face of reality. Where we combine images, words, and words of, to form abstract ideas, holes that exceed the limits of its parts. Where we act out false realities not to escape, but to take apart ours and learn something. A facet of the world that you can only understand once you realize you can't. If I can spend a lifetime with this as my work, I can almost reconcile that I'll never meet eternity. Let's make art because we're human. Let's make art because that's how we bear humanity. Let's make art so that the brief moment our paths cross, we have something to give each other. Thanks. And you just heard Leo at the January 30th Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event held at the Grad Club. Up next in it, here again, is Michaela. Yes, what's your name? Michaela's coming up. Do we love her? Yes! Good. This is like a shorter poem than everyone else's, but uh, I wrote it like a week ago. Um, here it goes. Caught in the undertow, sorry. <laughs> Caught in the undertow of memories past. Goosebumps rise, soft fingertips trace my back. A fissure plunges right at my heart, your only effort to keep us from falling apart. A carton of the ripest strawberries, mold growing on their sides. Our love now tastes sour, more bad than good resides. Your eyes lose the Caribbean sea, once a second home to me. Your words dry like the Sahara Desert. Full of mirages, you blurt, clever. 
You were my favorite song, played on loop, now a tune falling flat. I still dance in the aftermath. And you just heard Michaela again at the January 30th Queens Monthly Event uh, held, uh, Queens Poetry Slam Monthly Event held at the Grad Club. Again, always the last Wednesday night of each month during the calendar, Queens calendar year. Tell you what, let's do this and I'll be right back. Do you like to dance? Tune into The Hustle with DJ Bolt every Friday night between 11 p.m. and midnight. Where you'll hear all the newest dance, electronic, French touch, booty bass, ghetto, deep, and tech house remixes and more. Let The Hustle take you to midnight and beyond at 11 p.m. on 4 to the Floor Fridays. Only on CFRC 101.9 FM. Shirelli, here on CFRC 101.9, Monday nights at 7. Aboriginal Student Center, located at 146 Barry Street, offers resources and services for Aboriginal students at Queen's University. Among its many services, the center offers a Three Sisters Feast Weekly on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. at the center, prepared by staff or a guest chef. The center is open daily, Monday to Friday, and hosts events throughout the year. For more information, visit queensu.ca/fdasc. Walk Home is one of the services provided to you by the Alma Mater Society at Queen's University. Walk Home is a completely confidential and anonymous service where students will pick you up and walk you to any location within our extensive boundaries. We are located in the Lower Cayley of the John Deutsch University Centre. You can request a walk by dropping by the kiosk or by calling 613-533-9255 during our hours of operation. We are open every night from dusk till 2am, Sunday to Wednesday, or till 3am from Thursday to Saturday. During exam season, we are open until 4am. Last year, we completed over 10,000 walks, walking the equivalent distance of crossing the width of Canada and back. So whether you're feeling unsafe, want someone to walk with after a night at the library, or feel more comfortable walking downtown with someone, call Walk Home. If you have any questions about the service, please feel free to contact us by calling 613-533-9255 or by emailing walkhome at ams.queensview.ca.
And you are listening to uh, Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. And we do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. Let's go ahead and jump back now into the January 30th uh, Queen's Poetry Slams monthly event. Uh, held at the Grad Club. Again, that's the last Wednesday night of the month uh, at the Grad Club uh, through the Queen's calendar year with the exceptions of December and April. So up next in it, again, here is Michaela. Yes, Bryce again. We love him. My fault, I misread. It's Bryce who's coming up, and I'm just going to start that segment all over again. My apologies. If I can get it to work here. All right. I think I messed this up, but let me see where I'm at here. Let me back it up. Let's try this again. Yes, Bryce again. We love him. Yeah. Uh, this one's called the City Zoo. Be sure to wear your camouflage, your combat boots, your army greens, your rolled up jeans. You're entering the safari city, the urban jungle, the paved over pride lands. If you look to your left, you'll find the trunk of a mammoth dragging along the ground, burdened with the belongings of a home far away from here, slowing her movements to a giant awkward bumper. Amongst the thicket before us, the one in yellow stands tall, his long neck reaching through the brush of a stranger, distracting his gaze while he's looking for the nearest watering hole. And if you look closely, you may see the prowl of a cougar on her hunt, searching for the best deal for her next pair of heels, arched just enough to catch her next young prey. Stood aside from it all, there's a little monkey clinging to his mother. As she wipes the ice cream from his chin, his big eyes absorb the wild world around him. Here in this ocean of lights, they scurry to keep up with the current, busy traffic that never seems to stop along the straightways and bends of the stream. Here in the concrete city, the urban underground, the paved over parking lots, be sure to wear your camouflage, your combat boots, your army greens, your rolled up jeans. Thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, this other one I just wrote like a day or two ago. I'm like, I'm not know if I'm feeling it yet, but yeah, let's let's try it out. This one's called Father Time. The boy asks his father, "How are you doing?" And the father looks confused. Father takes a bite of his bacon and responds, "Fine. Why?" And the boy recalls the other night. He sees his grandfather in a chair, sitting but not present, 
hair whiter than it used to be, face softer than it used to be, and his eyes, they seem to be watching a moment of time that's already passing. Grandfather isn't the man the boy remembers. The clock's tick-tock will soon be ring-rung as sand dances over feet that have traveled across countries, along hands that help shape a family, down a back that's carried more children to home fast asleep, across a belly rounded by years of laughter and love. The boy says to father, have you noticed how grandfather seems older lately? And the boy becomes confused, because for a moment, all he sees is a boy no longer hungry for his eggs, pushing aside the fruit, unable to look at the world past a plate of food. This boy looks confused. He knows his father's last day is coming soon, but he is powerless to do anything about it. And then the boy is gone. The man returns and quickly takes control. Father eats with a shrug. I'm fine, he says. That's just how things go. And he swallows bitter coffee once more. Thanks. And you just heard Bryce at the January 30th Queen's Poetry Slam uh, monthly event held at the Grad Club. Up next in it, and the person who I jumped over a line to, here is Michaela. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Michaela? Let's do it. Do we love her? Yes. Good. Okay, so I have one that's kind of like two parts. Um, the first one is about two people. I'm neither of them. Just for the record. <laughs> Just for the record. Um, <laughs> you lay naked, her skin touching, a common breeze drifting through the window, and we're quiet for a moment. I can feel my heart pressing against my ribs, and there's nothing but the thin flesh over our bones that separates his heart from mine. I can't hide. Not here. I hear my parents open the door and there's a scramble. I can't remember if I locked the door or where it's closed, but the record has long stopped playing, so we stumble about in an eerie silence, both of us too confused and scared to talk. We did not have sex, simply wanted to hold me. He wanted to see me. He wanted to remember the feeling of my skin and the thumping of my heart. I remember the intermittent beating, the mismatched melody of breaths and beat and nerves. His hands felt me with sweaty palms in the beginning and then softened. He looked at me as a whole person. That's the first part. And um, the second part is, oh, if I can find it. Oh, yes, it's called Someone New. So the first part I never named, and the second one's called Someone New. Um, we are dancing. Surrounded by stars as it glistens and tumbles, covering our skin, kissing as it lands, laughing as it covers the ground like us, falling like shooting stars, the galaxy wide and vast and huge and magnificent. I love the shimmery storm, I relish the music, the soft sound of your voice, the touch of your tongue, the taste of you. I could say it over and over and over again, but I think summer has changed me. 
I think the storm has changed me. I'm no longer afraid of myself or my smile. I find that I don't look in mirrors too often, but I still look. I cover my cheeks in glitter and I'm unashamed to shimmer. Notice me, I scream, or don't. I don't care. Not about you or how you see me, because with a glittery body, I'm a sparkling sensation. And why would I worry about what you think about that? I'm not here to please you. Though pleasing you pleases me. My smile is the fluttering sundress in the wind. My words weave baskets that hold peaches almost as soft as my skin. And though I bruise just as easily, though I'm sweet pink flesh under it all, I'm as much as full of wonder as of fear. The storm is jumping headfirst to the deep end and touching the bottom with one swift breath, tiny hands raising rough concrete. My sweet, with our fingers interlocked and your eyes watering, I understand that I'm the storm that you're dancing for me and I'm dancing for no one. The pit in my stomach has grown into a tree. I am no longer harmless but weak. And you just heard Michaela at the January 30th uh, Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event uh, held every Wednesday, the last Wednesday night of the month at the Grad Club. Up next in it that evening in a strictly open mic reading, here again is Lexi. I'm so glad we did this. I feel like we're hearing all these poems that we wouldn't have heard otherwise. This is, this is so nice. I'm enjoying it. I hope you guys are enjoying it, too. Uh, Lexi? Do we love her? Yes! Good. Um, so, my dad actually wrote this, and if you know me, then you know I'm like, I think that my parents are a lot cooler than me, just like, objectively, they are. And, um, and I asked him to send you this, and um, I'm going to read it for him, because he's not here right now. <clears throat> it's called The Book and the Bird. You tore through my pages like a wicked winter wind. Wow, I'm gonna butcher this for him. Can I start over? I'm gonna, okay. You tore through my pages like a wicked winter wind. My guts lay between the shredded sheets, steaming, writhing, tethered, only by their battered binding. You circled the shrewd fragments of my soul with vultures delight. You could not resist devouring the scrambled words that lay scattered below. Unaware, your beak and talons are no match for the crush of my hinged covers as they slam shut upon your fragile, feathered bones. I have no idea what that means, but it sounded beautiful. Um, yeah, that, that, that was it. That was my dad. And uh, sorry, I kind of cut her off there, apparently, but you just heard Lexi at uh, the January 30th Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event held at the Grad Club, and she was reading a poem that was written by her father. Up next in it here, and will be the final uh, poet you hear, she was the final poet at the event to read that night, here is Michelle. Um, anyone else? Michelle, do we love her? Yes! Good. Hi. 
Michelle uh, from uh, the January 30th Queen's Poetry Slam monthly event held at the Grad Club that uh, that evening turned into a wonderful strictly open mic. And again, she was the final poet that evening. Uh, I do have a fair amount of time. I'm actually going to throw a little bit of music in, I believe, at the end of the show. I don't do that very often. I used to do it all the time, so I might try to do that this afternoon. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, because I do have a, a number of events I want to share with you that will expire before next weekend, and so for sure to get those on the air. And uh, before I do all of that, though, I'd like to thank you for tuning in today and kind of do my concluding remarks here. You have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM, located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. And we do stream live online at www.cfrc.ca. I just want to remind you as well that each hour of this show uh, is each week uploaded to my down uh, my blog space uh, for it uh, shortly after the show airs at uh, Finding a Voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com and will remain there for four years. So let's go ahead and jump into... 
move some paper around here. I'm sure you can hear that very well out there. I'm hearing it through my headset. So uh, first one coming up is uh, kind of it's more a music event, but I use it because uh, – they are poets as well, and also they're doing this for an extremely good cause. Uh, but the Saf Decaf, uh, consisting of Haley Sarfeld and Steph Kilhack, uh, are uh, have since December hosted uh, something, and it's the last Saturday of the month. Uh, monthly event, uh, and it's a music series, and it's organized and hosted by them, and it's called Hot Chocolate Charity Concert Series, and what it is is uh, the musicians come in, uh, are vetted, uh, and invited to play, and uh, there are always some of the same ones, but there are new ones each month. This series started in December, and what it uh, and it's held. I should do that. It's held from two to four p.m. the last Saturday in the month at the community house, which is at ninety nine York. And uh, each month, though, uh, donations uh, are taken, and each month they are have identified and contacted uh, a worthwhile social or charitable uh, organization. Uh, doing great work, and this month uh, the charity is the Sexual Assault Center. So that happens tomorrow afternoon from 2 to 4 o'clock at 99 York. You'll hear some incredible uh, musicians. Uh, You'll get some free hot chocolate. Bring your own cup. They encourage you to do that. Bring your own mug, and uh, it's good for the environment that way. Admission is suggested at $10, but it is also pay what you can. So there's a Facebook event page for it. Uh, just uh, uh, on in Facebook, uh, do Hot Chocolate Charity Concert Series, and it will pull up tomorrow's events, event. Uh, the, also, Modern Fuel has started a new uh, series. This is the next in the series called Reading. Uh, that is also happening tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. It's going to be held at Modern Fuel uh, Artist Residence uh, Center. Uh, and and uh, it's at Suite uh, 305 at the Tet, uh, which is at 370 King Street West here in Kingston. And uh, what it is is a reading salon series featuring a selection of short te- texts recommended by artists of Modern Fuel's current exhibitions, where participants will collectively engage with some of the knowledges, observations, and urgent issues explored in the exhibitions and how they manifest in everyday life. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, again, uh, from 1 to 3 p.m., readings recommended by uh, Ambert, Amabet Belit in context of uh, Belit's exhibition, Twofold, and will be moderated by Anne-Sophie Grenier, who is the operations director, uh, director of Modern Fuel. Uh, let's see what I can jump to. Uh, the next event in uh, Queen's Poetry Slam, definitely want to do this because uh, 
that's part of the reason I've kind of held off airing these is to kind of promote that. But their next one is coming up this Wednesday night, February 27th at 8 p.m. Doors do open at 7.30. Again, it's at the Grad Club, 162 Berry Street, Kingston. Again, their event, monthly event, is the last Wednesday night of the month. Uh, starts usually with an uh, open mic followed by slam competition. Uh, they are $5 or pay what you can at the door. And uh, let's see how much time I have. Okay, this is going to sound like grandiose self-promotion, but it's really not. Uh, it's uh, for it's it's a film about the vibrant poetry scene and more here in Kingston. But because it has my name in the title, uh, it, the title of the film is "Who Is Bruce Kaufman." It will premiere at the Kingston Canadian uh, Film Festival at the Isabel Bader Center for Performing Arts. A week from tonight, uh, March uh, 1st at 9 p.m. Runtime's about 73 minutes, I think. Uh, but it is an, it's an anthology film that explores and sub- celebrates Kingston's vibrant poetry community. And it's done essentially, I'm like a thread. I kind of take you around to different segments of that. So, again, March 1st, so that's a week from tonight, 9 p.m., uh, tickets can be at least, I thought it was Monday through Friday at the Spire, if you want to get them directly from 3 to 6 p.m., or you can do it, uh, I know it's Wednesday through Friday at least, but uh, just go online, Kingston Film Festival, or Kingston Canadian Film Festival, and get all the details there. Okay, I do want to thank you for tuning in today. Please do t- stay tuned for two hours of East Coast music coming up at 6 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and throw this song on now. And uh, hope you have a great week. I'll catch you here next Friday. This is Mazzy Star. This podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. For more information or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.